uh, and he's got an outline for me to follow too. <laughs> no. Well, first of all, this is uh, Miller Walks visiting my good friend, Mrs. Marion Finger, and uh, we're going to delve into her memory about things that are uh, are Stratford, so that it can be incorporated in the history book that is going to come out next year. 350 pages on 350 years of, of uh, Stratford history. Uh, we'd like to start talking about the bake bakery business. Now, you you actually baked bread. Is that correct? This was our bake shop. Yeah, right here in, in your in your home. Well, it was and a baker shop. It wasn't a house. Oh, I see. Yeah. You were living somewhere somewhere else. Uh, and of course, he delivered bread for your husband. Delivered bread for many years. Um, did you have competitors in this business? Well, um, of course, there was a baker shop in the Stratford Center, uh -huh. and uh, the, the, there were well, there wasn't any house to house when we started. There was no only Bradbury Donuts used to go around uh -huh. and deliver uh -huh. uh, from Bridgeport. But uh, I think Walt gave uh, Bork and Stevens the idea of delivering mm -hmm. in Stratford mm -hmm. because after he went and off, uh, wanted to buy from them, they set up a retail business there. I see. Um, in other words, he wasn't with Bork and Stevens until later, right? Well, he uh, not until after we gave up baking our yeah, own. Yeah, I see. Yeah. We, after we gave uh -huh. up our own baker shop and mm -hmm. and uh, started to keep wanting to what one his father didn't want to he was getting older and he didn't mm -hmm. want to mm -hmm. uh, bake anymore. Didn't oh, he was to, involved in it too. Yeah, he, well, he uh, he was working for Walt, but mm -hmm. he was the baker. I see. And then we hired Mr. Colbert, and mm -hmm. I'm wondering if the Colberts at the church are are part of the Colbert family from North Avenue oh, because uh -huh. old Mr. Colbert was our cake baker. I see. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I see. Then when you closed down the actual baking, he continued with the delivery service. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. we, uh, what uh, products we, did you bake besides cake and uh, uh Well, we bought, bought from uh, Mullen, uh, uh, the Mullins Bakery in Bridgeport, mm -hmm. Mulligan, Mulligan's Bakery, down on uh, Stratford Avenue. That was a small baker shop too. Uh -huh. We bought our cake there I see. Uh, because Bork and Stevens didn't work, bake only uh, bread and rolls and mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. that. But then they went into the cake baking business I after see. Walt went to them to buy. I they, see. He, uh -huh. they knew yeah. that he was buying from Mulligan, mm -hmm. and uh, Harold Stevens says, "Well, uh, uh, maybe we'll start the cake business too," I and see. they did. Oh. They I added see. But, it. but originally. You were actually baking cakes here as well. Well, we right? baked everything here: oh, you cake had and pie, and pie rolls, and rolls, and uh, yeah, yeah, donuts, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The last year we were in baker business, I packed a thousand dozen hot cross buns. Uh huh. And that year was when? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nineteen. I I don't know. It was around nineteen fifty-four, I guess, something mm -hmm. like that. I can't. I wouldn't be sure. I had the right date. Because mm. I burned up all my diaries after he died. Uh -huh. I didn't want to. Uh -huh. I started to read them, and when I found out there were a lot of names in there that I didn't even know mm -hmm. who they were anymore, mm -hmm. and and I didn't. I said, I guess he brought anybody, everybody in off the street to have supper with us because <laughs> I didn't even remember who they were when I saw their names written down. <laughs> so I said, it's time to throw them out uh -huh. when you don't know who they are. 
I understand the Grange in Stratford is celebrating their 100th year. It did year. Uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks a ago. week ago, Sunday, uh -huh. Uh -huh. we had it down the Episcopal Church. Uh -huh. I went. Yeah. Could you tell us uh, what went on during that event? Well, I th I tell you what, Dorothy Phillips, uh, uh, I think she's going to put it in the bard, but I uh -huh. don't know. I she see. was there and took pictures. Uh, we had a very wonderful uh, thing. It was not drawn out uh -huh. and tiresome. Uh -huh. uh, we, the, the town manager was there, uh, George Gunther was there, mm -hmm. and um, uh, our, uh, Chase was there, mm -hmm. and they all, they did not give political speeches. Mm -hmm. They talked very fine mm -hmm. and short. Mm -hmm. And we had the state master, of course, and his wife there, and uh, uh, the, uh, the um, delegates from the National Grange. The, the, uh, got, there was two of those there, and uh, it, it was really very lovely. Mm -hmm. Dorothy Holt uh, uh, gave the benediction, and she also gave, uh, a, a, she was a hostess there. See, she's a Grange member for 67 years, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 65 anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about you? Huh? How, How many, many years, years have you? you be? I'm 60, I'm 50. Uh, I'm a member. I'm 60-year member. 60-year member. Mm -hmm. I'm more than 60-year member. I joined in, 80, in 33. You said it was an Episcopal Church? Is that what you said? Episcopal Church Recreation mm -hmm. Hall. Mm -hmm. uh, that, uh, you see, they couldn't get in the mm -hmm. Oddfellows Hall where mm -hmm. we meet because of the stairs there. Mm -hmm. uh, the ones that, like me, I couldn't have gone if they'd had it mm -hmm. there. It was really very lovely. They had uh, kept the program, uh, it was uh, kept down to a minimum mm -hmm. that people would not get tired. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they did not have a lot of names in it, mm. of antique names, you know, that yeah. nobody would know. Yeah, right. Uh -huh. I thought it was very wonderfully done. And they also, I uh, had a, a degree team there for 20 years mm -hmm. and my girls never let me mm -hmm. down in the 20 years I had that team never mm -hmm. and uh, Dorothy McShane was very anxious to uh, have something done about it so she pushed them mm -hmm. and they did get our, our debris capes and of course uh, only she and Elizabeth Johnson were the only two members that were left of our degree team uh, to be on it uh, uh, other ones had died you know mm -hmm. but uh, they they uh, brought out the fact that we had the degree team and they uh, sang a song and they ma made up their own song and and mm -hmm. really uh, did a very wonderful job mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. they didn't have a drill because they didn't have time mm -hmm. to rehearse a drill I see, see we, when I had charge of it uh, Leon Baker in the beginning helped me with uh, making up the drill mm -hmm. and then when he d died why Walt and I did it together for mm -hmm. 20 years mm -hmm. and uh, we, we used to spell out Hussatonic. They used to do mm -hmm. the drill mm -hmm. and spell the word, word Hussatonic out. Mm -hmm. and, uh, the, but they, they brought it in so that people would know mm -hmm. and they got out the capes and they wore the capes and they looked lovely. They were, mm -hmm. They're blue and gold, the coat capes are. Mm -hmm. And the girls that, uh, the, that did it, the, mm -hmm. there were six of them that mm -hmm. did it. Mm -hmm. And they didn't do the drill but they did the singing and talking mm -hmm. and so forth. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Yeah, Those things can be very boresome if you don't. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. You just string it out forever. Um, let's switch our thinking to uh, Cooks and Hickory Hill and square dancing. Uh, let's switch our thinking to uh, Cooks and oh. Hickory Hill and oh, square, oh, dance, square dance. Oh, square dance up dancing, there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Cooks uh, camp. Uh -huh. Yeah, well, we used to go up there. Uh, mm -hmm. 
course, Waltz always been into it. Was all he he never was a square a, a round dance dancer, mm. but he loved square dancing mm. and he loved music. So we did go up there in the beginning, and uh, used to go up there and so, took some of our friends with us. Uh -huh. And then afterwards, uh, he started the uh, square dance orchestra because Janet was young, mm -hmm. and uh, Dor uh, Gladys Hopton. Uh, would play the piano for us, so we started mm -hmm. down the Methodist Church, mm -hmm. and uh, really it was nice. Mm -hmm. But then we got so that we had more outsiders than we did church people, uh -huh. and uh -huh. so Walt says, "Well, Janet was growing out of it really," mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. he said, "Well, there's no use to keep going there mm -hmm. when the, uh, mm -hmm. they really aren't our people down there at all. Mm -hmm. They were all outsiders mm -hmm. before we got through." Mm -hmm. And he called the dancers. Right? Yes, and, yes, uh, and at the time Gladys was playing the piano down there. Yes, I Then see. afterwards we had an orchestra. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Did, uh, he played the violin also mm -hmm. when he did the fiddling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that and called. She's got his I violin. I violin uh -huh. and I did do some tapes, record some of his records. Oh. Because he also put some of them down on record. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Let's talk about the church. I know that uh, I'm not sure that all of my five our five daughters. I think uh, had, I had, had them you, all, Miller, as far as I remember. I think, and uh, what I remember about Martha was so sick when mm. I had her. Mm. I mm. never forget mm. how worried you people yeah, were about right, her. Right. She was a very, very sick oh, girl. Yes, yes. I guess you never thought you'd ever raise her. <laughs> she was so fever. sick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And look today, mm -hmm. she's healthy mm -hmm. girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, Apparently, what yeah. I could see at the mm. anniversary when yes, I went. Yes, uh, uh, you know, your girls were wonderful to me, Miller. Mm -hmm. I never had a chance to really tell you. But every one of those girls came with their families to mm. speak to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought it was very, very mm -hmm. wonderful mm -hmm. because I wouldn't have known if they yeah, hadn't. Right. And Anne Marie was the first one. She met me at the door. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and it was really very wonderful. I was mm -hmm. so glad I was able mm -hmm. to have somebody take me to that because mm -hmm. really uh, it was a joy to see all mm -hmm. those girls again. Yeah. 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 And uh, uh, Anne uh, Martha's uh, boy is, plays the piano. Plays uh, saxophone, plays the clarinet, uh, plays the piano. Uh, he's mostly into the clarinet. He's both in a band at high school and also a stage orchestra, a small, smaller orchestra. They, and his they father play. plays the piano too. Yes, he he does. was playing there. Yes. yes. Yeah. And uh, the son uh, has uh, gone great into uh, track. He He's a sophomore and I don't know if they've ever had a sophomore that could jump six foot high. Is he which, a tall he, boy? He's uh, Taller than his father, but not mm -hmm. extremely tall. And he does the broad jump, and he does uh, sprints and, and hurdles. And you have a wonderful <laughs> family. Yes. Now I want to ask you what this is off the record, but Bonnie. Now she's the girl that her husband was so sick, isn't she? Well, yeah, she. Well, he her was sick with the, uh, this cancer, cancer of the face in the jaw, yes. uh, uh, for a long time. Yes. I I couldn't remember whether it was Elaine. Or Bonnie. No, it was I, Bonnie. I knew it was one or the other, and I and couldn't then, just. Uh, Anne Marie lost her husband from cancer. Yes, of the I lung, know. You know. That's right. And her now son. Now we're going to a third session with Martha's husband. Oh, Martha's husband. She, he, he's taking chemotherapy right now for a big growth in her in his nasal uh, above his nose, uh, oh. nasal, nasal cavity. Martha's. But he seems to be reacting quite well. 
we, we've been through some downs on this whole thing, but uh, right now things are looking a bit up. So oh. we, we hope that it... Uh, well, Martha, right. Anne-Marie went through an awful lot, mm. she did. And then um, uh, Elaine, she had, had such a bad situation, mm. too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He was jealous of her, don't you think? Well, yeah, he was a little sort of a stick in the mud and would never get out uh, with Because him. she and was he, such a smart mm. girl, it mm. looked to me like uh, she was smarter than he, and he, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes that causes jealousy, doesn't well, it? I geez, mean, uh, we always thought he was marvelously patient uh, with her going through her graduate <coughs> work on, in nursing there. Uh, she had to travel long distances, and uh, it took uh, a long day for her to do that. And he yes. seemed, to, seemed to be tolerating, and once, once she graduated, though, it somehow <laughs> turned well, otherwise, <laughs> he, he, I'm afraid she was so smart. I'm afraid mm. that uh, it got the best of him, and it shouldn't. Uh, mm. She, a person, ought to be proud of yeah, it. Yeah, she's, uh, you know, isn't is in the visiting nurse association. Yes, you know that. and uh, is it up in Shelton that where she is? No, in it's in Bridgeport. In Bridgeport, and uh, she's in charge of all the um, cancer. As the what do they call hostess? Hospice oh, hospice, oh. hospice program. Yes. Oh, yeah, in Bridgeport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, a tremendous shortage of nurses today. It's, uh, oh, it's, uh, yeah. I'm telling you, this girl next door, she goes uh, full time. She's mm -hmm. working on. I think she's going to have another baby, and I, mm -hmm. I wonder how she manages to go and work mm -hmm. uh, like that. You know, it's it's because uh, it's hard work. Nursing is hard work. Yeah, coming back. I remember Marion. I had her down in the primary department. She was downstairs uh -huh. in the old and old building, oh, yeah, right down yeah. as you go from the sanctuary, sure, down that sure. those flight of stairs there. Oh. She was my primary <laughs> superintendent. <laughs> yeah. I think Dorothy Bond was one of my first Sunday school teachers. And Dorothy was a great pianist. Played the piano. Very faithful. Yeah. In a little department right yeah. below. Yeah. 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 Near the choir room, at least it was the choir room now. Mm. Walters around what you have now. Yeah. Uh, what are your recollections of Melville Boone, Boomer? Oh, I, I, personally, I have good recollections. Of, yes. Uh, he was a wonderful, charitable man. Mm -hmm. He did so much for mm. the tramps. Even yes. came. Yes. Uh, yes. Really, nobody will ever know what he did uh -huh. for those people. Yes. He really right. was. Um, he was not like the people today, demonstrative. Mm. Mm -hmm. People didn't really know what he did because mm. he didn't tell mm. what he did, mm -hmm. but he did an awful lot. Mm. Um, really, the world has changed. I think uh, the community of Stratford uh, recognized him as a very oh. fine sermon. Oh, yeah, the Catholic priests, yeah. really, they, the they came to his yeah. funeral, you know. Yeah, right. yeah. 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 I know. And I, I remember they sat down front in the church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The chaplain of the firehouse and the chaplain of my the state chaplain the too. State uh, chaplain of the yeah. Senate. Yeah. He he had great uh, feelings for all poor people. Mm -hmm. He was a very loving man. Just yes, he was. Loved yes, he and was. loved uh -huh. and loved. Yeah. Was so great I felt feelings. Very close to him too because. I could talk to him, not having a father of my own, but he just was mm. so fatherly, of mm. course, and I would chum around with Mildred, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and it was so dear and so precious. I thought one thing I remember about him is that he was a man of prayer. Mm -hmm. He could even spend, I think, 
15, 20 minutes sometimes <laughs> in prayer. I've never known anyone since mm. that could pray the like Reverend mm. Bowman could pray. Mm -hmm. I don't think he had any notes down, or he certainly didn't write it out. Why don't you about. introduce yourself at this point? I haven't mentioned who you are and uh, well, your relations. I'm cousin, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm Rose, Rosabelle Wells Clark now. Mm -hmm. and I'm here visiting with Marion. You come down quite regularly, help her out. My husband has called back to work, and mm -hmm. so. Uh, I've really, we've been living in Maine for 12 years, and mm. so we come back down from Maine, mm -hmm. semi-retired, full-time. Mm -hmm. where, where? The same place where he was before. Up in w. Maine? S, no, W.S. Rockwell over in Fairfield. Oh, uh-huh. That's where he's worked. I see. And he was asked to come they back. They can't call, call so, for him. They oh, needed him. Great. So I'm glad to spend this time with Mary yes. some of the days. Yes. Um, what are the changes? that uh, come to mind in Stratford? Oh, so much I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> where to begin, yeah. Oh, I remember Main Street when it was a dirt road mm -hmm. and the grass grew between the trolley tracks. Yeah, yeah. All the old homes, oh, I, uh -huh. could, I could almost myself almost name some of the homes as you want, but certainly here, you know, we could start here and just name Dorothy Bond and the very fair child. Mm -hmm. I should have noted the number. On the 2979. Uh, your home is at 2979, right, Main Street. I was born on Longbrook Avenue, though. Yeah. She was shown uh -huh. the yellow house, house down right there. there. She's showing me today when my Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, where the police station is used to be a sawmill. Uh -huh. And uh, the, where that brown house is next to the entrance to the police station was the blacksmith shop. Mm -hmm. And then Mr. Peck. Huh? Did Mr. Peck live down there? At oh, the uh, Mr. Elliot Peck, he lived down, yeah, where the Grand Way is down there. Yeah, that was across from the Grand Way. Yeah, across yeah. from there. Mm -hmm. Which is now yeah. apartment buildings, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember going up into the garage when Oh, yeah, Barbara, he had picnics up overhead, the garage there, a yeah. lot of times, too. And Barbara and is an artist, and she yeah, has yeah. Some paintings up there. Oh, yes. One of his, uh, one of her pictures, which is... Uh, what want I say? Uh, modern in respect, it's just a bunch of colors and so on. And I was rather amused that uh, when I sort of picked this one out uh, to give to Margaret for her birthday, that I looked on the. She had to look on the back to find out which side was right up, <laughs> right side up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Barbara looks just like her grandmother Peck. Oh, uh -huh, she's yeah. an image of her grandmother Peck, and she's very, very much like her. Mm -hmm. Mrs. The, the second Mrs. Elliot Peck mm -hmm. was a very lovely woman. I didn't know the first one. She died. Mm -hmm. That was Dorothy's mother. Died when Dorothy was mm -hmm. about nine, and then Mr. Peck married uh, the Fairchild mm -hmm. lady, and she was a lovely person. Uh, Louise I, I Fairchild. Will, I will endorse that uh, statement very lovely much because. Person. When, when we were sort of shopping around for a church, uh, visited a number of them, and I was concerned that it not be such a small church that all it could do was survive, yeah. but would have an outreach beyond itself. And uh, she spotted, she had a way of spotting the stranger, and she came up and, and greeted me, and uh, I think it was that. that uh, yeah, she was a was sweet woman, very me, sweet. with the church, yeah. And Betty and Dorothy are so much alike. Mm -hmm. 
and you wouldn't think with mm. two different mothers but yeah. the same father yeah. but there's they were so much alike uh -huh. both of them and Dorothy was just as lovely as Betty uh -huh. Betty's a lovely person can you tell me anything about uh, different people that have been in the town hall yeah um, uh, um, Mabel Wilcoxon was there for years. Mm -hmm. Acting as what? Uh, I think she was the treasurer, but uh -huh. I'm not sure. Uh -huh. And then also um, um, on White on Con uh, Church Street there, um, May. Um, oh dear, what was her name? Hmm. Maybe it'll come to me after. Mm -hmm. She worked there in the town hall for years too. Mm -hmm. um, I can tell you about Jim Lally, the old select man, because mm -hmm. uh, old uh, Stanley Beach and tried to invent an airplane, and and he uh, he had Jim Lally come to get on the airplane. The plane started to raise off the ground, and Jim Lally hopped off. He was scared that <laughs> the thing was really going to go up. <laughs> he was our select man. He got sure the thing was going up, so he jumped off. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't piloting it then. Somebody uh, else. Was who was piloting? Huh? Somebody else was piloting. Oh, well, uh, Stanley Beach. It oh, was yeah. It. He, he built it, in a, uh -huh. I suppose he did anyway. Yeah. That's what he, they said. He built the airplane. And he wanted Jim Lally to take a ride on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, that, the Stanley Beach uh, was from the rich beaches in Stratford, from Academy Hill. Mm. We were the poor beaches. I see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Beaverdam. Mm -hmm. My my parents grew uh, my grandparents uh, uh, owned Beaver Dam in the I beginning, uh -huh. where the Beaver Dam Reservoir is. That was my grandfather's meadowland. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And my mother was from Milford. We're related to the original settlers of Milford and Stratford. Mm -hmm. On my mother's side, Milford, father on Stra uh, Stratford. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Lou is right now going through quite a research program about the very original. Uh, people to come okay. to Stratford and he's coming to the conclusion or he's close to coming to it that he suspects that named after Stratford on Avon but another Stratford in England which is uh, much closer to London to London because mm -hmm. he's tracked down various first settlers where they came from and there's a whole group right around this little town of of Stratford in that area. Oh. But, uh, so it'll be interesting. How well, my father said we were the seventh generation, he was the seventh generation from England. They wanted him something about, uh, something to do with the coat of arms. He said, well, I never was in England, and I don't know anybody in England, and I don't care anything about England, <laughs> and I want it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fourth governor of the of Connecticut is Thomas Wells. Mm -hmm. That was my big, big, big. And from before, after him, came John Wells in the history book that says how he actually came down here. And of course, this was Stratford was all of Bridgeport and Fairfield at mm -hmm. that one piece. Mm -hmm. And he bought it in the, in the first history book. Of course, you've probably all read and known it, but that was so much gunpowder and so many skins and everything else that mm -hmm. came to the Indians and sold the whole thing. It was Wells, John Wells, who was one of the ones that did the swapping with the Indians. Uh -huh. 
Let's come back to Main Street uh, about your neighbors up and down the street. Mm -hmm. uh, would you like to say something about them? Well, I'll tell you. Um, I remember I was going to tell you about Reverend Eggleston. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget him. I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And he always carried chocolate peanuts in his pocket <laughs> and for the kids when he met them. Yeah. And yeah. he used to walk. Uh -huh. And we all were waiting for Reverend <laughs> Eggleston to appear because we'd get a chocolate peanut. And what church was he? Methodist. Methodist, yes. I thought I'd heard that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, across the street where um, the beginning of the... Um, shopping area is, mm -hmm. uh, was uh, Mr. Merrick's house and he had a paper bag factory in mm -hmm. the back there. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. made paper bags and uh, he used to um, get a lot of samples of uh, colored paper mm -hmm. and he used to give them to uh, we kids to make paper doll dresses mm -hmm. out of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. I remember that. Yeah. Then uh, right. there was a Lyman family that lived just down below there. Then, of course, you remember when the Cardinal was there, probably, the mm -hmm. restaurant. That was the Carey house originally. The Carey family lived there. Then next to that was D.C. Woods' house, which took up, uh, they tore that down when they made the Barnum Avenue go through there. And a very interesting story about D.C. Wood. He was married four times, mm -hmm. and he, they used to have a story they told about him. Here I lie on my wife, first wife's bed with my second wife's pillow under my head. My third wife's coverlet covers my hide where my fourth wife lies by my side. <laughs> and that's just a little bit of humor. Yeah, I don't yeah. expect you to use it, but well, I, I knew you could appreciate uh, yeah, right. uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But he owned the, he owned the sawmill mm -hmm. down mm -hmm. uh, here. On uh, where the police station is, mm -hmm. they would own the sawmill, mm -hmm. and we kids used. Of course, I lived that last house, the yellow house that was the last house before you got to the sawmill, and uh, we used to be allowed to go over in that sawmill after they finished working days, and they had a long um, um, thing on wheels mm -hmm. that they put logs on, mm -hmm. and we could go over there after on that we kids. Oh, uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. And the, uh, the Mr. Anderson that ran the blacksmith shop always made uh, horseshoe nail rings for all the wee kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and across the street, of course, was all open lots, and uh, Uncle Mallet owned the big white marble and used to live in before it was torn down. And we used to slide downhill in the back there mm -hmm. uh, on the property. Mm -hmm. And roller skate, that was a hill there before they cut that down. Mm. Uh, we used to roller skate down there, uh, down the hill there. Mm. Uh, it was a good place to roller skate. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, what do you remember about the Depression? Well, I remember that we were in the baker business and we kept going, but I can tell you one uh, this is uh, not exactly in our favor, but we had a family that lived on Patterson Avenue that had five boys. And the f husband had a job uh, in Bridgeport, and he was uh, 
he had a good job, but he mad at something and gave up his job. And uh, he couldn't get another job anywhere with the depression. And he had five boys to feed. And uh, one day Walter went there to deliver. She always bread. She always bought quite a few loaves of bread because she had five boys. And he, she said, Mr. Finger, I want to tell you, you shouldn't leave any more bread because I can't pay you anymore. And uh, she said, the milkman has stopped the milk. And she said, I think you'll have to stop the bread. Uh, Mrs. Sligo said, as long as you need bread, you've got, you're going to have it, if whether you can pay me or not. And uh, do you know that uh, when the man got a job, he wouldn't pay any of his bills uh, afterwards. He was uh, uh, dead set against everybody, mm -hmm. and he wouldn't pay anybody. But she had a boy that was called in the service, and that boy sent her money every week, and she paid every cent back to Walt that she mm -hmm. ever owed him mm -hmm. out of what her uh, son was sending her mm -hmm. from the army. That's interesting. I mean, it's a, it's a story. Uh, you wouldn't find many people mm. doing that. Mm. She said, my, don't give my husband credit because he's not paying a nickel of it, she yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> but my son is giving me the money. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, of course, we had a lot of people that had tough going, you yeah, know, but right. we managed. Mm -hmm. Things weren't expensive like they yeah, are now. Right. We got 11 cents for a loaf of bread. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, you just, uh, well, you managed to get along because you lived on whatever you, mm. you made those days. Right. You didn't go out buying something you didn't need couldn't and couldn't afford. Yeah. No. Yeah. And uh, there were a lot of people out of work. Mm -hmm. A lot of mm -hmm. people out of work. Mm -hmm. But people seemed to come through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They seemed to come through. Mm -hmm. Some of them found it very hard. Yeah. How'd, how'd you manage the hurricane in 1938? <laughs> well, um, we didn't have too much no, damage have, here, no, no. but uh, we had some relatives in Milford that uh, the, the trees went down and almost hit their house, and Walter and Gunner went over there and helped them get up, yes. back to order again. Mm -hmm. and, but we didn't seem to have too much right mm -hmm. here. It didn't hit us real bad. Mm -hmm. Not like it did some, you know. Mm -hmm. Some people crashed their houses and everything. Mm -hmm. but that was the year that it took one of our maple trees out in front and it took the two apple trees that, so that I, I was just 10 years old and they took both the apple trees and it took the whole beautiful, one of the most beautiful arbors I have ever seen anybody have mm -hmm. that took all our arbor. And mm -hmm. we children were at Eli Whitney School and there was only one to go in the car and then just try to drop us because where the trees were coming down I was in those days mm. but they for the most part tried to get us home that way mm. from school mm. I remember standing right at folks getting later than those children yeah. but the latest storm we had Wilcoxon has uh, lined with these old maple trees we'd lost two before that but uh, we were looking out the front wind was gone
Yeah. And they all were heading the right direction, so they were going down, but they weren't coming right at his house. So yeah, and as you traveled through Stratford, you could see that... Uh, all the same any, direction, huh? Yeah, it was all the same direction, so that uh, the north and south houses were in more danger. Uh, the street that going north and south... Uh, Did you turn that on, Miller? Yeah, I think so. It says, oh, wait a minute. I, yeah, I've got it on. What's, what's the red light about? Something seems strange. It's, it's, it is running and I've got record on, so I think the red light means it's... Means it's on. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope we got it because uh, that's, uh, it was coming at, at me too fast to take any notes. Yeah, I you can't use. remember everything. <laughs> Well, some of it's just interesting, maybe to sure. you, but yeah. to nothing for what you need. Well, uh, I don't know whether I'm I won't be writing on this particular phase. I'm doing it for Luke, uh, yeah. and uh, he'll, he'll use what he can. Yeah. He wants to use, so. Well, there's plenty you can tell, but mm. you don't know what they really want. No, that's, that's right. It's interesting. Yeah. I think some of the changes because mm -hmm. now Mary Fairchild. Do you remember Mary? Fairchild? Next door. No. I'm talking she about where the post office was. Oh. Mm, uh, she was 92 years old. Mm. And she had uh, six slips on. And she sat one to two rows in front of me in the church group there. And the thing is, I'd watch her in the, in the offering. And if she, and, you know, she pulled up one or two, and then she had a pocket in about the <laughs> third, second or third slip down. And then she'd get out a little money or something and for her to put it in the offering place, mm -hmm. put a ship down like that. <coughs> she directed the music in the Sunday school till she almost dropped dead, you know, she was she so old. Women's class. Uh -huh. She was 92 years old and she still was teaching that uh -huh. women's Bible class. Of course, she, she was, was uh, she was Mrs. Elliot Peck's aunt. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. She was a sister to Mrs. Elliot Peck's uh, yeah. father. They lived, of course, they and tore they, the house down. She gave my brother Bill piano lessons. I took I, lessons from her, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We all took lessons. Alice and Ellen took lessons from her, too. She had a, she taught music. She always had a pencil that the top yeah. rattled. <laughs> and it had a, a hook or something on it. And she'd write, and that thing would rattle as she wrote. <laughs> Funny. But I was thinking that would make a change, you see, with some of those old homes. If you, we could only flash back to see, you know, here are all these businesses. businesses oh, down oh, here, yeah. Taking too. up our Main Street. Oh, sure. And then, of course, even mm. over here. Well, down here, where they put Barnum Avenue through, that, of course, never was there before. Mm. You came through what S is Essex Place today. And then you had to, the trolley car went to Stratford Center and out East Broadway. Mm. It didn't go, there was no Barnum Avenue. Well, years after ago. the Barnum Avenue was in, there was uh, a house where what is it, where the gas station is now. What? There was a there was a home uh, at the intersection of Main and Barnum when I first came here. Oh, there was a row. Uh, yeah. Doctor Holland owned one of them there. In fact, Mrs. Louie Peck, if you remember mm -hmm. her, mm -hmm. Ruth Peck's mother. Mm. They they were in our church. The, the their house was there, and uh, there was. Um, the Snyders had two beautiful homes there, and uh, the then uh, the, uh, down at the, the corner uh, was uh, Mr. Mallet owned the uh, corner house on Essex Place, and um, uh, across the street where the town hall is was uh, uh, Mrs. Eva Jewell's uh, um, uncle 
owned all that land where the green is there and the big white house and then on Essex Place, what it was Barnum Avenue those days, was a store even there. Of course uh, the firehouse wasn't where it is now. Oh no, it was in Stratford Center, the firehouse years ago. Uh, the house that I'm trying to recall, and I think it's sort of the filling uh, south of Barnum Corner, uh, uh, burned uh, down and there was a, uh, a Sikorsky man that lived there and he got all the family out over the porch roof. Near Barnum Avenue? I, that's the way I remember it. No, I could be wrong. Uh, and he made the mistake of going back in for something and he got burned up at the house. But the family. I don't know. Of course, the houses this way, uh, I, uh, I remember they tore down to build the town hall there. Mm -hmm. They tore uh, down. But some of the other ones on Main Street, they moved uh, up onto King Street, I believe. There was oh. two, three of them. They moved the houses up there. Mm -hmm. And um, I think Mrs. Uh, uh, Louis Peck's house was moved up there. And um, there were, I think there was another one that was moved up there. In fact, I think um, Grace Anderson lives in one of the houses that was moved, but I'm not positive. Mm -hmm. but, but I think she does live in one of them mm -hmm. that was moved. And uh, of course, they cut through the street. Yeah. There wasn't uh, only a, a little street there then, mm -hmm. but they remember made, the made it. Remember the diner on the corner of Barnum Avenue? Huh? <laughs> remember the little diner down here? Oh, the, yeah, yeah, on Bar what is on Barnum, Barnum Avenue, Avenue today. Yeah, Fagan's Diner. Yeah, mm -hmm. and of course, uh, uh, Is that any relation to the other Fagan? Uh, yes, the father. Uh -huh. Father. Okay. Yeah. And uh, also um, um, Judy Lynn. That's where I first met her, was that, that diner. Mm -hmm. uh, Judy Lynn uh, lived, uh, came down from New Hampshire or somewhere. I, mean, I think it was New Hampshire. She had three children and or, or she couldn't do anything with her husband. She tried, he drank, she couldn't do anything with him. And finally, she left him and she, her children, uh, a minister, some minister, uh, took her children and took care of them. And she worked in the diner here uh, mm -hmm. for Mr. Fagan. Mm -hmm. And that's where Walt and I first met her. Oh. And then uh, Mr. Fagan was a friend of Axel Lynn's. Oh. And he introduced uh, Judy to Axel Lynn. Mm -hmm. And that's how they eventually got married. Hmm. And of course Barbara was, Axel, Axel was married before, but his, his wife died and they had no children. Mm -hmm. And so uh, uh, when she married Judy, uh, they had Barbara. Of course Barbara died, uh, what was it, a, a year or two ago. Barbara, her, her uh, uh, girl by Axel died. But she still has Ronnie, he lives over, he runs the business today, I think Ronnie does, mm -hmm. Axel's business. And then there's George, who's out in uh, uh, Ohio, I think, somewhere out there. And then Violet, her daughter by the first husband, lives in Milford. And now Judy has gone, uh, since Barbara died, she's gone uh, to live over, as I understand it. They've added on the house or something at Violet's, and she's gone over there to live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very lovely person, Judy, but she had it a little hard in the beginning, mm -hmm. you know. Well, I've uh, enjoyed this immensely and glad to see how bright and uh, clear you are in your thinking and uh, well, I, I remembering. Wish and, uh, yeah, of course the Malloys lived next door Yes. and, uh, and uh, uh, the Thompsons used to live down 
where Del Vecchio um, lives today. And uh, Mrs. Merrill, she was an old-time Stratford person, I'm telling you. She was a, a related to Mrs. A.W. Burrett. They were sisters. Mm -hmm. And she was, uh, her husband, I remember him, he worked for uh, Locomobile, which mm -hmm. ended up Carpenter Steel, you know, mm -hmm. or whatever you call it. Mm -hmm. And he used to go up and down Main Street with the loco uh, testing mm -hmm. uh, flat like testing out the motors for the locomobile. Mm -hmm. He committed suicide, her husband did. Mm -hmm. And uh, her sister, um, I forget now uh, her name now, uh, somebody murdered her. Mrs. Merrill had every tragedy in her family. She was a lovely person, but she had every tragedy in her family that anybody could ever have, mm -hmm. it seemed, you know terrible tragedies and you'd wonder she was the loveliest person and uh, never found fault or complained about a thing mm -hmm. yeah, yeah mm -hmm. really quite something mm -hmm. she lived the the the, the porters uh, lived the corner house on uh, um, Curtis place and mrs. Merrill lived the next house the uh, last part of her life in the beginning she lived at the foot of North Avenue on Main Street mm -hmm. down there next to uh, Right, right where the light is at North Avenue, but um, all the uh, I guess there's a lot of things I could probably tell you if I thought of them, you know. But probably nothing that would be of any interest in this, because uh, people. I, uh, uh, I have enjoyed it, and I want to thank you for letting well, me into your house. And <laughs> well, I'm glad. It, I I hope I hope there's something of mm. interest if. Uh, there's anything you want to know about, ask me because oh, okay. uh, I'd be glad to tell you yeah. uh, anything. Right. I, I can't think of everything and mm. for 80 years I, yeah. I don't remember. I'll be 88 in July wow. and uh, yeah. um, i tell you what, my sister Helen, she's in the Milford Convalescent Home at Pond Point, at, but even though she's crippled and all and she's a terrible griper she finds fault with everything but <laughs> she remembers more things uh -huh. than i do because oh. you see she's three years older than i am <laughs> and but she she'll remember a lot of things that yeah. i don't remember yeah. and uh if i come to ask her something she'll she'll remember yeah. but yeah. I, I i wish there was something more to use i don't think i know anything really to use in this well, you'd be surprised. I mean, he's. Uh, I, I I just felt there wasn't too much that I knew. Uh, I didn't remember the Pets Mill disaster, uh, but I know Harvey Rugg, who lived on Hillside, he was in that disaster. His mother and father were killed, mm -hmm. and he lived. Mm -hmm. Harvey Rugg lived. Mm -hmm. He li he grew up on Hillside Avenue, mm -hmm. but uh, he was a baby. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he lived, mm. but that disaster, of course, was a, a year or two before me. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I didn't know about only what my folks tell me about mm. it. You mean uh, about the streetcar and went into the what? The bridge broke. Yeah, right. Down, let right. the trolley down. Mm, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Uh, I knew uh, uh, the Wilkinson lady that got terribly burned there on the uh, trolley going to Shelton. Mm -hmm. uh, I knew her. She's died since too. But, mm -hmm. oh, there's a lot of things that, if you ask me, there's mm -hmm. a lot of things yeah. probably, but mm -hmm. I just don't think of everything mm -hmm. that would be interesting mm -hmm. for this. Uh, yeah. I, I wish I could think of something more to be of interest. Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
of course, we never had school busing. We had to walk to school in, in the snow up to your knees. Yeah, right. And all we, I'll tell you one thing. When it was going to be a bad day, the Stratford Foghorn blew. Mm -hmm. when, when it was going to be such a day that they had to close the school. Mm -hmm. They didn't close them very often. Mm -hmm. But if they did, the Foghorn blew. And, the, and mm -hmm. that was an indication we didn't have school. Yeah. Well, uh, working with Sikorsky for 32 years, um, in the more recent years, they have a, a year-long contract with uh, Diderio, I believe it is, to see that the parking lots are all cleared out whenever it snows. Very rarely did Stratford, uh, did the Sikorsky plant shut down. Yeah. But this one particular time, the snowstorm came right about, opening well, just, just, li yeah, just a little bit before opening time, and we turned on the radio and, and uh, said they, were, they weren't keeping that day. And so I had a leisurely breakfast and got out to plow myself out. And all of a sudden I got a call. And the fellow that uh, connects with the Federal Aviation Authority, uh, he was the liaison man for Sikorsky, uh, Dumont, called me up and say, hey, you know that uh, conference we were going to have with the FAA people from Washington? The guys are here! <laughs> They had hopped a plane from Washington to New York and picked up some more FAA people in the local office in New York, and they drove up, and here they were. <laughs> the plant wasn't even open. <laughs> but oh. I, I had to scurry myself out and get up there for that meeting. Oh, <laughs> that's something, huh? Yeah. One day. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, uh, see, there's a lot of things. As you uh, now, you thought of that when I yeah. thought about the foghorn right. blowing. Yeah. But, uh, there's probably a lot of more, a lot more things oh, that, yeah, sure. that uh, would be of interest to this particular thing if we could think of them. Yeah. Well, we'll see what comes out. Okay. <laughs> well, it's, uh, uh, I hope to be something that mm -hmm. will be of interest anyway. Uh, of course, it was a different world years oh, ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, I always think about the church today. Mm. Uh, they can't go to church, they can't go to Sunday school, they can't go to school because of this bad weather or something else, mm -hmm. or they got a toe ache or something. But you know, my mother said, mm -hmm. if you're so sick you can't go to Sunday school today, remember, you're sick all day. Yeah. You don't go out this afternoon either. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, we weren't ever sick unless we were sick. Right. Because you didn't yeah. want to stay in all day Sunday. Right. <laughs> uh, but I often think maybe if some of that was mm -hmm. instilled in mm -hmm. the children today, mm -hmm. maybe it would be better too. Yeah. Uh, they get uh, away with too much today. Mm -hmm. uh, they, the parents seem to be afraid of the children, I mm -hmm. think. I think they're afraid of mm -hmm. them. Uh, well, you know, things go through a pendulum. Uh, it's, you're saying that there's too much permissiveness today. And when it goes too far, well, it'll it'll change, you know, towards yeah, but the getting more discipline. These children that are growing up under yeah. are, are are going to be parents yeah. sooner or later, right. and it's not going to be good, you know, not to have. I'm grateful. We we were we had to toe the mark. Mm. My mm. mother didn't let us get away with anything. She mm. told us not to go barefooted. 
-hmm. Those days they were always afraid of lockjaw. Mm -hmm. And we were never allowed, that was one thing my parents were particular about, mm -hmm. that we have good shoes mm -hmm. and we keep them on. Mm -hmm. We could not take them off and go barefooted. Well, of course, all the neighborhood kids, most of them went barefooted because <laughs> it saved buying shoes in mm. the summertime when they were mm. on vacation. So we get them all out under our kitchen window where we think my mother can't see us because the wind is up high and uh, uh, we take our shoes off on the grass there. <laughs> and my mother, because we were all quiet and weren't making any noise, <laughs> she came out to see what was going on because yeah. she didn't hear any children making any noise. When she caught us without our shoes, we got a licking. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, yeah. my mother's hand was pretty sturdy. <laughs> she didn't say, wait till your father comes home, he'll take care of you. Now I hear that's what they say now, wait till your Some. father comes home, uh, he'll take care of you. But uh, I think that a good discipline mm -hmm. makes better children. Yeah. I don't say, I wouldn't... Uh, and be in favor of beating or anything like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But I think you can take things away from children, mm -hmm. privileges mm -hmm. that they want very much. Mm -hmm. And I think that hurts a great deal too. Mm -hmm. You can do things, mm -hmm. but... Speaking, so speaking about going barefoot, uh, I guess we weren't scared of lockjaw in, in Korea, but growing up in Korea, we had to wait for the first strawberry to ripen before you're allowed to go barefoot. Oh, oh really? Because <laughs> uh, yeah. it's warm there. Yes, you know. right. But, uh, I guess, you see, my mother was a farm girl. She grew up mm. on a farm. Her, uh, where Helen is mm. in the home there was my grandfather's farm. Mm. They, mm. they, of course, were sold. But uh, I think they were more apt to have glass and things around on the farm, maybe, mm. than they would in mm. a city or so forth. Yeah. But. Uh, I know she was always worried about getting things in your feet, nails and different things, you know. So I guess that was the reason. But now I have, a, I have a story to tell on, as far as growing up in Korea is concerned, uh, a story to tell on my older sister, who was three years my senior. But she wanted to go around uh, in her birthday suit like the natives did, you know. Oh. And it was kind of cold. Well, she finally, uh, I guess, Mother got tired of denying her, and she went out, and she did find out it was cold, and she came shivering back in. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we... Well, when did you come to the United States? 1926. I was 14 years old. You were 14 when mm. you came? Mm. Now, did your parents still go back to Korea? No, they weren't able to because there was a shortage in funds. There, there was a, a depression in the, in the mission giving, shall we say, before. Uh, Right after the war in 1909, the Methodist Church put on a big uh, celebration kind of a thing out in Columbus, Ohio, and raised a lot of money for missions and went gung-ho. Oh. And then it sort of gradually you know, uh, subsided, so they weren't able to go back. As a result, I had my four years in high school in four different places. Oh. Uh, first year was out in Korea, and uh, next place was from a small little boarding school out there. It was plunked down in Cambridge High in Latin with 4,000 students, <laughs> which was quite a shocking change for me at the time. But there, I did have one pal that I was inseparable with. We, we used to uh, make uh, crystal set radios and ho uh, hop trucks and go out to a sand pit for a swim and <laughs> different things. And uh, had an interesting follow-up on that. When I went back for my 
a master's degree at MIT. I had some kind of a little cold or something. Went to the infirmary or the nursery, uh, infirm infirmary, I guess you'd call it. And here this name appeared that I used to be a, a pal with. Uh, yeah, my chum, my sophomore year chum. And he was the son of a Harvard professor, and uh, I made contact then with him. And uh, he invited me out for, for supper and an evening at his home. And uh, that was all there was to it, actually. I mean, we had uh, uh, our own things that we were doing, you know, and, and so forth. And never, uh, never Were you came the youngest in the family? No, your I was second all? oldest. Oh, you were second oldest? Yeah. All your sisters were younger, huh? Two, un, two younger and one older. No, I thought you had four. You had three, yeah. three sisters. Three sisters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of them died, didn't they? N yes, my next to the next to me, oh. young, younger one. Oh, you got a, a niece or something? Can you have? Yes, yes, indeed. She's oh, yeah. uh, she's the daughter of my next younger sister, and uh, just recently we were able to go over and visit her. The, the World Methodist Council was meeting in Kenya. So we persuaded uh, her father, who now has a new new wife, to meet his own daughter and, and ourselves over that at that conference. And oh. So, so we went. And well. She's, she's thoroughly Kenyanized, that is, she is a, a citizen of Kenya today. Oh. And she did have quite some distance and a little hard to get to, had a, a very lovely little summer summer home, but she finally sold that, and she was in the process of building a new house on the edge, on the outside edge, or the last bus stop out from Kenya. She likes it there. She's thoroughly established, there's no question. I mean, she, Well, she Janet probably, said Zaire mm -hmm. would be a lovely place to live mm -hmm. if it wasn't for this army business mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah. And then, of course, the leader takes everything away mm -hmm. from them. Mm -hmm. She said, she tried to tell uh, a lot of corruption. Uh, about it, but a lot of people don't believe it. Uh, when the leader has a birthday, these people don't get any wages to speak of, mm. get very little wages, but they have to give a day's pay to that leader mm. when it's his birthday and yeah. holiday. Mm. And she, she said, it's terrible when mm. you think about it, mm. to think that, uh, you know, they really don't know what it is to mm -hmm. have any life, mm. really. Mm. She had Rosie work for her for a long time, and but Rosie knew a little about. She'd been a, a, to America some time or other. She knew about it. And mm -hmm. She worked for Janet, and when Janet left, she stayed there for two years with Tom uh, to take care of his needs until his contract was up. Mm -hmm. And then she had a boy though, uh, for quite a long time, towards the end, uh, and um, she taught him. Uh, not to take him because she always gave to them. Mm. If if they uh, ha she had food and things, mm. and she would g if they even mm. asked, she'd mm. give it to them. Mm -hmm. And she tried to teach him, but after two years, he stole from her, mm -hmm. and uh, she was quite upset about that mm. because she thought really she had trained him to be mm. uh, through giving to him that mm. she trained him. She said to him, "Why didn't you ask for it? Why mm. did you take it?" Mm. But uh, I guess it's hard when they don't mm. have anything, mm. you know, to, yeah. to not, if they see it, not to take it. Mm -hmm. But she said that, uh, now, uh, you, of course, you didn't see the piece that was in the Granger, mm -hmm. uh, that Janet wrote a Christmas letter, a very lovely Christmas letter. Tom is now in Indonesia. Oh. 
and uh, he loves it. Uh, and of course, Janet said she would have loved to go, but she couldn't because Tommy's graduating from high school this mm -hmm. year. He's starting college, and Danny entered high school. She had to be home with the boys. But mm -hmm. she said she he's in Java, part of Java, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. she wrote all about it. That and, and Tom said that the people there are the nicest people that mm -hmm. you'd ever want to know, mm -hmm. and they are they're so lovely, and mm -hmm. and uh, they bring their children up to be real lovely people mm -hmm. and she said the country itself is beautiful they re have uh, loads and loads of orchids there mm -hmm. that they're mm -hmm. so yeah. plentiful yeah. and uh, he said that really indonesia was mm -hmm. one of the nicest countries he'd ever been but she said zaire uh, it rains mostly at night mm -hmm. uh, there mm -hmm. but she said that the most beautiful blue sky in zaire mm -hmm. That if, and it would be a lovely place to yeah. live if it wasn't uh, for the army. She, that's why she had mm. to come home. Mm. She was see. She drove one. The mothers took uh, turns driving the school buses, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, she had to take her turn driving school bus. And they had to be in school at seven o'clock. And the army got so it was following the school buses, and she was afraid of the lives of her children. Mm. And so mm. she went to Kinshasa and mm. asked the council to fly her home. And uh, mm -hmm. so that's what uh, she happened to come home for, mm -hmm. Tom did, because mm -hmm. she was afraid to stay mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. that it, It's awful when you think mm -hmm. of those people yeah. not even getting enough to live on, you mm -hmm. might say. Right. These leaders, I don't know what could ever be done with them. Mm -hmm. They have control mm -hmm. some way. Mm -hmm. and Liberia was the same way when she was mm -hmm. in Liberia. Mm -hmm. the, the, she had an air conditioner in the window. And the air conditioner stopped, and afterwards there was a snake in the air conditioner. <laughs> Good, th a, 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 a rattlesnake. Mm. Good thing she didn't put her hands in there to find That's out funny. what was the matter. Yeah. But uh, Liberia, she taught in Liberia in mm -hmm. the international school there. Uh -huh. Now she's teaching in uh, Arizona. She mm -hmm. got her. Um, uh, she, she when she went there, she didn't have enough credits from Connecticut. Mm -hmm. uh, to uh, that they needed, so she took courses, mm -hmm. and uh, about three years ago, uh, she got uh, uh, certified, got mm -hmm. accomplished, and she applied. Uh, they wanted, I think it was th uh, 300 people or something like that, mm -hmm. and they could only use a few, mm -hmm. and she was one of the few they chose mm -hmm. for the job, and so she took it, and it was with the hard. Uh, Hard to learn children. Mm. Uh, that's mm. what Handicap. Uh, ha well, not really handicapped. Uh, uh, slow learning. Mm -hmm. Slow learning mm -hmm. children. And she loved it. Mm -hmm. But uh, last year, not this year, but not this last year, but the year before, uh, they offered her a job in the regular school. Mm -hmm. And she didn't want to take it because mm -hmm. she wanted to. Uh, she liked what she was doing so well mm -hmm. that she didn't want to leave it. And uh, mm -hmm. But she got to thinking it was government run the, mm. the slow learning and if they decided to give it up yeah. that she wouldn't maybe give a job in the sure. regular school mm -hmm. so she finally took it and she's teaching kindergarten and mm -hmm. loves it mm -hmm. and when she was in candor she taught kindergarten and she said she liked kindergarten because when the children came to school the only bad they knew was what their parents had taught them <laughs> <laughs> in other words, they're, when they're in kindergarten and nursery, mm. they're, they're really nice children because mm. they don't know any better. <laughs> and, but she likes it. She's enjoying it. But mm -hmm. 
she would have liked to stay, but she said that she mm. felt that she was accomplishing something with the mm. hard-to-learn mm. children mm. or slow-learning children. Yeah. And, mm. But she's enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Temperature's awful hot there, but they mm. love it. Mm -hmm. That's how she happened to go out there. Mm -hmm. See, after living in Zaire and all so long, why, uh, she was used to the heat. Mm. Here she was cold even in the summertime. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. well, Miller, I'm, yeah. I Yeah, thank you very much. Long.